milk of the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through this study. Remember, we use the Scriptures 1998 translation. We're, of course, going to pick it up in Matthew uh, chapter 3. But I want us to go to our Scripture verse, which is found in 1 Kepha chapter 2. So, 1 Kepha chapter 2, As newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk, of the word in order that you grow by it. So the only way that you can grow spiritually, which is what we need to do, especially as a um, new brethren, new believer, is to, um, you know, have, receive, hear, unadulterated milk, which, of course, unadulterated means something that's, you know, not false, not an error, not poison milk, something that is useless to you. So, you have, in order to grow, you have to have the real milk. And so, that's what the scriptures, you know, this uh, call series milk of the scriptures is uh, teaching. It's the milk, the true milk. Now, we know a lot of people, uh, especially the leader types, uh, don't like, they really don't like uh, truth. They want to believe what they want to believe. But this is the truth. And so if you want to know the real truth, then study along with us here in the milk and make sure that even if you've been a believer for years and years and years, if you've never received the true milk, you're still spiritually immature. So Yahuwah was looking for those that were not going to follow traditions of elders. That's the change. That's right. Remember, Yahusha said that, get, what do you say about the wine? The wine, you can't put new wine in an old bottle. So his disciples were not John's disciples. They were not the Pharisees' disciples or connected to Pharisees or connected to Yohanan. Yohanan had a purpose they were just regular people, which were not connected to the priesthood at all. Then we, uh, here, continuing in, in uh, chapter 3, we see something interesting in verses um, 9 and 10. And what does it say? It says, And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And the axe is ready, already laid, already laid to the root of the trees. Every tree then which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
So that's, we're going to look at that. I want you to see it. Okay. And uh, the beginning of verse 9, it says, And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as father. So they're thinking, Oh, well, I'm, we're connected to Israel, you see. Johanna knew that these religious leaders, the Pharisees, remember, would say to themselves, we are the bloodline, so we will be the religious leaders. So it is a birthright just because we're connected to Abraham, connected to uh, Jacob, connected to Isaac, you see. Oh, they were descendants of Israel for sure. But remember, the law says you had to be to teach the people to be of the you know priesthood you had to be connected to Aaron and descended from him but Johanan tells them a truth they could not understand so so that's what they're thinking you know because he's saying you brood of vipers who's told you and don't even think that just because you're Israel means anything anymore because it doesn't there's a change coming let's look at verse um Nine, the second part of verse 9. And it says, For I say to you that Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so your flesh, uh, they couldn't understand what he was saying, by the way. And you can't if you're not spiritually having your ears opened that your flesh bloodline doesn't count. Elohim has a plan for those that would be the priest. And I think it's very interesting that um, Yahuwah, Elohim, uh, has Yohanan use these words. Hold your place there and go to First Kepha chapter 2. First Kepha chapter 2. And verse 5, and of course, it's our scripture verse is connected to this, but it's very interesting. What does verse 5 say? We don't go all the way into this because our focus is on, you know, what our desire should be as doing the milk. So 5 says, you also, those prior verses, as living stones, same word, stones of these stones into a priesthood building are being built up a spiritual house a set-apart priesthood to offer up spiritual slaughter offerings acceptable to Elohim through Yahusha Messiah you see so we see here the stones that are building the priesthood is spiritual. Kepha tells us that, you see. And that's what Johanan was referring to. It doesn't have anything to do with the priest line. Now, I want you still holding in place there in uh, the gift of Yah. Go to Revelation, a few books over. Revelation chapter 5. Go to Revelation Oh, no, chapter 1, I should say. Revelation chapter 1. 
And I want us to read verses 5 and 6. What does it say? And from Yahusha, Messiah, the trustworthy witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the sovereigns of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, that was his purpose, and has made us sovereigns and priests to his Elohim, the Father, to him be esteem and rule forever and ever. Amen. So we see there in Revelation, we have been made leaders in the kingdom, not because of bloodline, but because of the blood of the Lamb who made us clean in the eyes of Elohim. So a change was starting to occur. Yohanan was showing that a change is coming and a change is happening and a change has already occurred because they have completely, you know, ruined what it was that Moshiach law said to do in Jerusalem and the temple and stuff by that time. So go back to 9 in uh, chapter 3. And so... Let's read it again. And do not think to your say to yourselves, we have Abraham as father. For I say to you that Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So the thing is that they wanted to be immersed by Yohanan, the special one that everybody knew about and had heard about, and they all were waiting for him. And that he says in verse 8, bear therefore fruit worthy of change. So we see that the Pharisees think it will be because of the bloodline, you know, of Israel. But we now see it is spiritual, not flesh. In other words, who we are spiritually, which is why Yohanan grew spiritually. He grew in spirit, not according to the flesh. So, next, Johanan is explaining there is some cleaning up that is going to be done by Elohim. That's verse 10. So, and is already started, by the way, and the axe is already laid to the root of the trees. Every tree then which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So, Johan is explaining that, hey, there's a change coming. And that change is, we're going to cut down those that I put in power, meaning the nation of Israel, the people descended from Jacob. They were the ones that were supposed to be the ones doing my work on the earth. But guess what? <laughs> They're all inundated with all this nonsense. And I'm going to do away with their nonsense. And I'm going to, you know, everything's going to change. Hold your place there and go to Malachi um, for me. Go to Malachi, which is, if you go in, in the scriptures, 1998. It's before Tilium, about the middle of the book. And go to Malachi, verse 4. I mean, chapter 4, verse 1. And it's the same thing. You're, you're, and it's this Malachi, 
chapter 4 is talking about Johanan and his job and what he's preparing the way and what he's doing. For look, verse 1, the day shall come burning like a furnace and all the proud and every wrongdoer shall be stubble. And the day that shall come shall burn them up, said Yahuwah of hosts, which leaves to them neither root nor branch. There you go. So no root or branch, all proud and wrongdoers, which definitely we saw. That's why we looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're arrogant and proud in their own ways, and of course doing things the wrong way, not following scripture, not following the law. Okay, fine, you're not going to follow my law. Here's the way we're going to do it now, is what's going on. I want you to hold your place still in Matthew uh, the gift of Yah, chapter 3. But go over to uh, the gift of Yah, chapter 7. And see what Yahusha says in um, verse 19. Yahusha speaking now. And so Yohanan is explaining there's a change that's already started back in Yohanan's time. And... Yahusha's continuing to explain it here in 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, by their fruits, you shall know them. You see. 21, continuing, not everyone who says to me, Master, Master, shall enter into the reign of heaven, but he who is doing what? Doing what? Doing the desire of my Father in the heavens. So it isn't who's doing the works of Yahusha's, you know, what he commanded, what he, you know, he's the one that tells you what to do, everything. No, you see, it's the works of the Father and what he wants you to do and what Yahusha said he told you to do. See, none of what Yahusha said came from him. It came from the Father, all of it. It was his words, his logos, his commands, his thoughts, you see. <laughs> And so, you got to understand that Yahusha says, if a tree does not bear good fruit, it will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Now, go back to the gift of Yah, chapter 3. And I want you to read it again with me, verse 10. And the axe is already laid to the root of the trees. Every tree then which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Talking about the same stuff. Hold your place in three and go to Johanan, the book of Johanan, uh, chapter 15. Johanan chapter 15, which is John um, chapter 15. If you don't know. And of course this is Yahusha speaking. And we're going to 15. 1 through 6. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. 
Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, so that it bears more fruit. And of course, what that means is if you're doing works, if you're producing fruit, good fruit, that he's going to, you know, cut away because we're human. We're not perfect. He's going, the father is going to cut away, you know, be working on you to cut away the bad stuff that, you know, is still there or, you know, comes up, you know, or things that not quite right. Uh, so that you bear more fruit, you know, so that you can do more work. So he only does, you know, as a person who is in the milk, you're just learning, you have fruit to do, you have works to do, you have things to do, but it's small works, you've got little things, but that's good. You, you know what, the main job of someone that is in the milk that just became a believer or just actually got the truth, the true milk, instead of all the nonsense, they might have been a believer for 50 years, but they don't have truth. The main job of someone with milk or is in the milk is to do the first steps, which is you have faith. And then you've become a different person. You see, I've changed. I'm not who I was where before I believed. You see, that's the fruit. That you show those around you, they don't like it. As the Savior has told us, they don't like it that you've changed, that you're not doing what you used to do, that you're different. But that's your fruit, you see. And so... But you still got some stuff, so the Father will prune you a little bit, and then he'll teach you, and you'll learn about the Savior, and you'll learn what he wants you to do, and then the Father will have you doing little stuff more and more, and you'll bear more fruit. So, that's what goes on. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Yes, you're clean. That's the only way you could do fruit works for the kingdom is if you are covered under the blood. And the only way that you can be covered under the blood is if you know and believe and have heard the good news about Yahusha Messiah. So Yahusha continues, Stay in me and I stay in you. As the branch is unable to bear fruit of itself unless it stays in the vine, so neither you unless you stay in me so the only way you can believe in the messiah and you can know who the messiah was and you can know that he you know walked the earth then he died but if you're not connected to him meaning following him finding out growing moving him along your journey as he showed us what to do, how to do things, what is expected of us, you see. Then you're on your own. If you're following traditions of men, like the Pharisees had all these added stuff, or the Sadducees who took stuff out of Scripture and made up their own stuff that, you know, made their own interpretation and removed stuff from the Scriptures that, you see, you're not in Yahusha, even though you're a believer. And, you know, 
sorry, you can't do any works for the kingdom if you're not in Yahushua and following him. I am the vine, verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who stays in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. So our, what works are you doing? Milk. The works are small to begin with. Mostly it's you changing and others seeing that. That's fruit. That's, you know, work. That you prove that you believe. You prove. That's what James told us. Uh, I'll show you I believe by what I do. Okay. And then as you grow more spiritually, then there will be more fruit to help the brethren and, and, you know, forward like that. Kepha tells you the steps. Because without me, you are able to do not. So, sorry, uh, what is that saying? It's pretty simple. What it means is that if you don't believe that he is the Lamb of Elohim, and that he died, and that his blood covers your sins, and that he was the Messiah, and that his blood was is able to um, clean you spiritually, clean your soul, then you can't do anything because you gotta you gotta be have a clean soul. You have to believe that it's just not automatic. Like he didn't die and then you know his blood covers everybody automatically. Okay, everybody's blood all covered. I mean their sins all covered. Everybody's sins automatic. No problems. No worries. All done. You know, and you know you just hear about it and say, oh no, you have to believe. And then your sins are covered. It's just not an automatic, because if it was automatic, then it wouldn't matter what you did, which is what they teach today in some assemblies. Interesting, isn't it? So, you can do nothing without Yahushua and knowing who he is and what he did for us. If anyone does not stay in me, meaning follow in his footsteps, you're on the narrow road, you know, and going through the obstacle gate, <laughs> the narrow gate, uh, you know, to be able to have access to life. If anyone does not stay in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Got it? Understand that's the deal. So, what is it saying to us? The uh, new way is spiritual. That's what all this is showing us. And not flesh. Following Yahusha and not depending on a bloodline. Not depending on traditions of elders. Not depending on some pastor of some den or denomination or some elder person that comes up with nonsense. No, that isn't how you become fruitful and are actually useful <laughs> to the kingdom. So we see that Johanna is explaining it is spiritual, not flesh. Let's look at the next verse here. Go back to um, the gift of Yah, chapter 3. 
And I want us to read the first part of verse 11. You see, there's a change happening. And it's already started through Yohanan. I indeed immerse you in water unto repentance. Okay. So, Yohanan says, I immerse you with flesh water in a flesh river. You understand? And what is repentance? That you get your thinking right. That means change your thinking. Stop following oral traditions. Stop following the Pharisees. Stop following the Sadducees, whichever one you decide to follow. And you today, stop following your denomination, your pastor, your church, your assembly, whatever it is, because you do know that the word church is a pagan deity i wouldn't be saying i'm going to church so yohanan's job before yahusha was to get those connected to um the law the flesh law the law of moses to stop depending on flesh things and stop thinking in the flesh. And that's why he continues with, you see, his job was flesh, getting your flesh starting to think differently and immersing in the water says that you, you know, uh, because in, in the law it says before you meet Yahuwah, you're going to have to be clean and they had to take uh, bass. <laughs> they had to clean themselves before Yahuwah showed up back in the desert. And that's what this is, you know, referring to. But let's go to verse uh, 11, this next part. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to bear. He shall immerse you in the set apart spirit and fire. So, uh, Yohanan is saying, the one who I am here to prepare you for will be the one who will give you access to the spirit of Yah. That's right. That's his job. And the fire of Yah, remember, we learn it's if what you're doing as a believer now, remember, you got fruit, but you still got some stuff that you're going to work on. And the father's like pruning you a little bit and cutting off that bad stuff and burning up the bad stuff and sending it away and tr making you um, different. You know, your soul is not connected to the flesh. It's connected spiritually. And so the uh, fire of Yah to clean out the stubble and garbage you carry around inside your thinking. Okay? That's right. That's what it's all about. Stop. And that's what Yohanan's saying to these, you know, Yehudiums that were listening to all these nonsense things they were listening to. Yohanan is saying, I am going to point you in the right direction. That's right, I'm going to point you in the right direction, meaning I've got you thinking better, 
not perfect, no way, but thinking better and pointing you to the right direction, who it is that's going to help you. But the one coming will provide the way for you to change from the inside, in other words, spiritually. So I can't change you. Baptizing you in the water ain't going to change you spiritually. It's a preparation for you to meet the one. It's an outward sign that you are wanting to meet Elohim. And, and Yahusha was Emmanuel. Elohim, or El, the Almighty, with us. Yes, the Logos of Elohim dwelled within Yahusha. And the Logos is commands, communication, speaking, thoughts, ideas, what he wanted Yahusha to say. Yes, Yahusha had a part of Elohim in him. So we see that the Father has a plan for us to think spiritually instead of according to the flesh. And that's Johannes preparing the way. Start drawing away from those traditions. Talk to you too, milk uh, brethren that are still connected to some denomination or following some nonsense. And... You know, stop thinking in the flesh. And start thinking spiritually. See, that's the change. We're not talking about flesh anymore. Flesh priesthood, flesh descendants from Aaron. You know, only they can spiritually clean you or whatever it was according to the rituals. Yohanan was that example. He was raised on this earth. Yep, he was born in the flesh, born as a descendant of Aaron. Yes, but outside of the man-made worldly things that all have been brought, that, you know, all of them had been brought up using. So, Yohanan, yes, he was born a human but he wasn't brought up a human no in the worldly world no it says that he went into the wilderness and grew spiritually over there taken care of by yahuwah and not the world let's go to verse 12 here so uh, you've got, he shall immerse you in the set-apart spirit and fire. There's some cleaning going to go on. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he shall thoroughly cleanse his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the storehouse, but the shaft he shall burn with unquenchable fire. So you see here, in verse 12 that what you were is not what you will be spiritually when you receive the gift of the promise of the spirit of yahuwah we could not receive the spirit until the lamb was slain 
and overcame death. So you see there's going to be a cleansing going on. And this, of course, refers to not only us, you know, here in the flesh world that we live in as believers. And yes, once we believe, we receive and covered under the blood our sins, that we receive the promise, which is the uh, spirit of Yahuwah, that not only for us today, but this is also referring to the cleansing of the whole world, the cosmos, the system that has been corrupted by Satan later on. Let's go to, so it's two parts, two ways, and that's the way you got to look at scriptures. You got to understand that when you're looking at it, yes, it will apply to the flesh. Yes, this flesh, your flesh, your world, your life, your time. Yes, you're going to get cleansed. Yes, but there's coming also where it's talking and it's, having to do with the whole world, not just your personal world, meaning your body, yourself, you, yourself, and you. Go to over to Johann in chapter 14. You were, and I, was given a promise, those that are covered under the blood, that are believers, have received the gift of belief. Faith is a gift. You don't choose it. The Father decides to give it to you or not, by the way. And how do you know if the Father has decided to give it to you? It's nothing to do with what you do or say or some nonsense sinner's prayer. It has to do with him, his decision. Are you invited? Not everyone is. But how do you know? Well, it's pretty simple there is a change that occurs once you hear the good news. You are not who you used to be. You change. Does that mean you can't change back? Nope, doesn't mean it at all. You can backslide and go back to the way you were. I've seen that happen. So, Johann in chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, the promise, if you've been invited, if you... Um, have the ability to believe and if you do believe you want to believe that guess what you get covered under the blood 16 says and I shall ask the father and he shall give you another helper to stay with you forever that's right the helper is his spirit yeah and I shall ask the Father. See, Yahusha does not send the Spirit to you. It's not his Spirit, meaning Yahusha's Spirit. Yahusha had the Father's Spirit in him. Because that's how we do our work, through the Father's Spirit. And the Father will be doing sending the Spirit. And it says in 17, what is this Spirit what is this helper going to do? This is the promise. The spirit of the truth 
whom the world is unable to receive. You get it? No, you can't. Not everybody can get that spirit. It is not like, oh, let's just pour it all out on everybody at this point. No way. Because it does not see him or know him. See him or know who? The Father. But you know him, the Father. This isn't talking about the Son. This is the Father. So you have to believe and know in Yahusha. But you also have to believe and know the Father. You have to know both. And, you know, you can see that in Scripture. But if you just know Yahusha and you don't know the Father, then you can't get the Spirit. For he stays with you and shall be in you. And this, of course, is the spirit part, the last part of this verse. So, next part. The spirit of truth will be given to you once Yahusha returned to heaven. You understand? So this was the promise. The promise of the spirit. Going to send it to you. You're going to receive it. But I got to return to heaven before that happens. Let's see that fulfillment happening. And it applies to you, by the way. You've got to rightly divide the words of Scripture. Let's go to Acts 2, which Pentecost Day. And I want you to see verse 38. When did this occur for people other than the apostles which received it, you know, on Pentecost sitting in the room. 38, And Kepha said to them, Repent, meaning the men that had killed Yahusha, not you and me, and let each one of you be immersed in the name of Yahusha Messiah for forgiveness of sins. So this has nothing to do with us. This is them. They killed him. Now they have to accept him as their Messiah and they have to immerse themselves in the water to prove that he is their Messiah. See, that's their fruit. Our fruit, their fruit was that they mur- had him murdered and now they have to be uh, baptized in his name and his name, Yahuwah, Yahusha Messiah. You see, so they have to acknowledge that he is the Messiah. You see, that's their job, their fruit, not yours, not mine. Our fruit is different. Once we receive the truth and believe in Yahusha, we are believers. We don't have to repent of murdering him because we didn't murder him. And then once that happens, and your fruit is that you've changed, you're not the same person. That means you really receive the gift of faith. And then the next part of the verse says, and you shall receive the gift of the set-apart spirit. That was the promise we read back in Johan in chapter 14. And But Kepha continues, for the promises to you and to your children and to all, to all, okay? And what's the condition? 
who are far off as many as Yahuwah Elohim shall call. You see. So you receive the spirit if you've received the calling, the invitation, which means that you will be able to believe in Yahusha with nothing, no works from you, no sinner's prayer, no nothing at all, no words for you to say, nothing. You hear about Messiah. You're drawn to know about Messiah, the truth, the good news, by Yahuwah. And then when you hear these words about the Messiah, Yahusha, what he did, the Lamb, the Son of Elohim, and you will believe it because you've received the gift. And then... It's at that point that you change. That's right. You, fr- your fruit is to all of a sudden become a different person. Are you perfect? No. But you definitely are not who you were in the flesh. You're beginning to grow spiritually. That's your fruit. Their fruit was they had to, you know, Repent, meaning change the thinking that, yes, this Yahusha was the Messiah. They had to get baptized in his name to prove (laughs) that they actually believed. So, to anyone that calls on the name of Yahuwah Elohim, that is invited or called by Yahuwah Elohim, then the spiritual cleansing begins and you will become a different person as we are being taught in this study. It doesn't matter who you were in the flesh, what your genealogy is, or anything to do with that. It matters who you become spiritually. Who you become spiritually. Who have you become? Have you changed? Have you really received the invitation to believe. I want you to go back to Kepha and I want you to see the steps. Yep, there's steps. Absolutely. And the steps are right here in Kifa. It's interesting how Kifa. Um, so, not first Kifa. We're going to go there as we end in a few minutes. But second Kifa. It's interesting that Kifa has a lot of this stuff that's really great. You know, the changing who you are. The spiritual growth pot. The explaining of the spiritual growth pot. And I want you to read with me from verse 1. Shimon Kepha, that's his name. Peter is, a, is an insult. A servant, an emissary of Yahusha Messiah to those who have obtained a belief as precious as ours by the righteousness of our Elohim, that's Yahuwah, and Savior Yahusha Messiah, so you believe in Elohim, 
Yahuwah, and you believe in Messiah Yahusha, his son. And so uh, Kepha continues and he says, favor and peace be increased to you in the knowledge of Elohim. So you have to learn who Elohim is, you know, because a lot of nonsense going on about Elohim, and of Yahusha, our master or supreme in authority. He is the head of this called out, the Ecclesia. As his mighty like power has given to us all we need for life and reverence through the knowledge of him who called us to esteem and uprightness, we're supposed to change. A change is supposed to occur in us. Flesh being put aside and spirit growing. That's where you are in the milk, your spiritual growth. And how do you grow spiritually? Well, that's our verse that we end up with. Let's continue here in 2 Kepha, though. Through these, these meaning knowledge and who we become, through these, there have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. Yes, through these, through these Elohim, through Elohim's knowledge of Elohim and the knowledge of Yahusha, the knowledge of both of them, so that through these you might be partakers of the mighty like nature, meaning the nature of Elohim. Be like Elohim, like Yahusha showed us, you see. He was Emmanuel which means the Almighty with us. So Elohim actually dwelled, his Logos dwelled with Yahusha. And so he showed us about what you're supposed to act like, things you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to say, how you're supposed to say it, who you're supposed to be saying things to and listening to. And so when that happens, when you do as Yahusha showed you to do, which is your connection is to Yahuwah Elohim, then having escaped from the corruption in the world caused by lust, so the flesh will be second and the spirit grows. And for this reason, do your utmost to add to your belief uprightness, to your uprightness knowledge, to your knowledge self-control, to self-control endurance, to endurance reverence, to reverence brotherly affection, and to brotherly affection love. So you see there's a step process in the first one for you, Milk. You know, the beginning brethren, just growing, is first you get the faith, believe, the ability, and then it says that you become different. Your uprightness, meaning valor, meaning there's a change that has occurred, and that's your fruit to begin with. And then once you have received the Spirit and you have changed, you don't have to be perfect, you've started to change, then 
then knowledge, see the third step is knowledge you have to learn and that's what we're doing right now. We're learning about Yahusha. And so go to the first Kepha and I want us to read from chapter 1 I mean chapter 2 verse 1 having put aside then all evil all deceit hypocrisies and envyings and all evil words see change as newborn babes desire the unadulterated milk of the word in order that you grow by it if indeed you have tasted that the supreme authority that the master that the messiah is good yes meaning that you believe in him that you follow him do you desire real truth next time we'll take it up where we left off there at the gift of yah chapter 3 